This is The Main. On this episode of The Main and the Brain, the brain shows off his impressive basketball knowledge while I just talk. Got an hour to waste? I'd like to apologize for the poor quality of the sound. I do not have a studio at home. I'm doing this in my closet. Here is an episode of The Main and the Brain. Hello. Hey, The Brain. Hey, The Main. How you doing? I'm fine. How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah, so... I hope we won't have any technical difficulties this time. Let's hope so. So for anybody listening, I'm the main. I'm the brain. Welcome to the main and the brain podcast where we talk about stuff. Whatever you want. (laughs) Yeah. One thing that uh, I wanted to talk about uh, was the the documentary about Michael Jordan. And I basically told the brain to watch it so that we could discuss it today are you talking about the one uh, on netflix called the last dance i'm talking about the last dance yes okay i see i see everybody talking about that one i think saw the there's two episodes right now right yes the first two episodes uh were are now streaming on netflix and i watched them in the beginning of the week and last time on the last podcast, uh, we briefly uh, talked about that, but yeah. we hadn't watched it. Either one of us had yeah. watched it. Um, but I was still, uh, I was mentioning that I was pretty excited to, to watch it. And so um, when I saw that it was streaming on Netflix, I was super happy because, well, I'm, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm Netflix. <laughs> yeah. So I watched the two episodes back to back. Obviously, that's the only way you can do it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I like. Um, well, first of all, I I know that the brain you grew up uh, watching basketball, playing yeah. basketball. Yeah. So, like, what was your first impression when you watched it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, <clears throat> it's another statement. I was like, basketball was my girlfriend basically growing up, right? So it was. <laughs> That was uh, that, that. That's all I did as a kid, right? As a teenager, whatever. Mm. And uh, me being a big fan of NBA, of course, fan of Michael Jordan, of course, one of the best players ever, probably one of the best athletes ever. Mm. And for me, it was like uh, it was nice to see, especially because he's involved, right? He's uh, giving his take on it. He's sort of input, I guess. From uh, w- we see it from his perspective, and that's good. Usually, because usually, I guess uh, Jordan is not that accessible to the media in general. You know what I mean? Yeah. We don't see him as often as other guys yeah. who played in the league. Well, that's so, the thing that that really that really surprised me actually yeah. to see him. Like I thought, I didn't even think that they would have interviews with him because that's how elusive he is. <laughs> For me, like Michael Jordan, I. I, I didn't grow up watching Michael Jordan. Like I'm a fairly new, I can say, basketball fan. Like I would watch basketball when everybody else would watch it. You know, I remember, um, I don't exactly remember which year it was, but, you know, when the 76ers were up against the Lakers 
Uh, yeah, with, to, um, 2001 with Iverson. Yeah, another one yeah, of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I remember I have very clear, uh, like uh, memories about that, about watching mm. these games, and well, I was really hoping the the 76ers were going to make it through. Yeah. And then I remember watching games when LeBron James came on the scene and mm. uh, with the the Cavaliers and and just watching games, you know, to see him mm. and. I really yeah. see for myself if, if he's like the the goat or the second coming as the people were seeing. Yeah, the yeah, witnessing. People were him a lot. People were comparing him a lot to Michael Jordan. Yeah, but I was watching basketball at the time that Michael jo- Jordan was playing. Yeah, well, and it is. I mean, you see, especially you mentioned that 2001 season. That was pretty much when NBA kind of returned from the because you know when Michael Jordan retired there was a big issue where a lot of people were were, were just going to stop watching basketball or NBA altogether right because mm. he was like because uh, he was the man actually like he put pretty much NBA on the map more or less of mm. course you had guys like uh, Magic Johnson and Larry Bird those two yeah. guys they were kind of like NBA before them was uh, I don't think he was maybe top three when it comes to big sports in North America, yeah, it was like it was always football and baseball, right? And sometimes right. even hockey was more popular. Mm. But then with those two guys, uh, Bird and Magic, basketball they kind of became a like national sport, not national sport, but I guess very popular. Mm. And then when Michael came in the nineties, it was probably became one of the most popular sports in North America and then in the world too. Yeah, it was madness. Yeah, he was pretty much, he kind of, after Jordan, the, the game became globalized, you know, like glo- global. So ev- everybody was playing basketball or following basketball. or. And you was... can really see it in, in the documentary. Like mm-hmm. you can really see how people were responding to Michael Jordan and people only wanted to see him. Uh, people wanted to be around him. And, you know, it, it was like, yeah, people were already saying he had just started his career in the NBA. People were already saying that he was the best. Yeah, well, they saw they saw the potential. They saw they saw something in him that he had the it factor, right? He was able to to perform. But I mean, it was yeah. funny. One of the scenes in that documentary was when he was in France. Yeah, and there, there was one guy who was like putting the mic, whatever. One of the the guys in the back. Um, <laughs> in the back like trying you know like uh, putting the equipment or whatever putting the yeah. mic and the guy asks ask him just before please can you give me a <laughs> signature an yeah can yeah you, can you give me an autograph i mean he shot you have to shoot your shot man <laughs> no but i'm saying you see how big the guy is how often i mean people deal with celebrities all the time right yeah but then there's celebrities and then there's the next level celebrity you know what i mean yeah, maybe, to me, like I was thinking about that earlier, and and I was like, Michael Jordan is almost already elevated to, to like um, legend. Like he's already right. elevated to, well, I mean, he's already elevated to to the type of um, legacy that some people only get there when they pass, you know. Yeah. And he's already, and it's like he's already, yeah, he's already a legacy, right? And. And you look at him, you look at what he's accomplished and you look at just like the perfect athlete that he was, the perfect competitor that he was. And you're like, oh my gosh, is there going to be another player like him? Well, that's a problem when you have players like that where they're so great, 
you feel like you you saw pretty much everything you need. You know what I mean? You you, you reach that apex, that 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 top, you know, of something. So how are you gonna top that? You know what I mean? So that's is that why I, like are you I, talking about his perspective? No, I'm I know I'm talking about in general. You know, when you like, let's say you watch basketball. So mm-hmm. from from your point of view, let's say you're as a fan, you saw the best player play in your eyes, right? So why would you watch this league where pretty much the you saw the best player play? So how can you top that? How can you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's that's your opinion though, because no, some people saying, were yeah some people that are watching the the game today are saying that LeBron James is the greatest. Because they don't know any better, but <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But I'm saying is like that's that was the big problem for the NBA when Jordan retired for the second time. Mm. There was a big problem where a lot of people like they didn't care about basketball no more. Yeah, and, the, and there was that lockout too. Right after that season, there was that lockout season, lockout year, rather. And it took basketball a couple of years. And that's that's the 2001 season. But there was Iverson and Kobe and Shaq and Vince Carter. Yeah. All those guys was kind of, okay, that's the new generation where the basketball is kind of coming back, you know, NBA. You have NBA these stars. coming back with these guys. Yeah, there's all these well, new they, stars. They, they, these guys are my, my first um, memories of really watching basketball. It's these guys. Like yeah. Michael Jordan is not part well, of my sure for, for you, for you, Michael Jordan is more of a brand. Yes, he's definitely a brand. More, and, right? And also, like he's a brand, and also the fact that Michael Jordan really, as you say, like he was super elusive, never really in the public eye. Mm. So it's like he disappeared. You know, he completely disappeared to me. You know, so yeah. I didn't know him as a person. I didn't see him talking to people, doing interviews and stuff like that. I, I didn't see him because after when he retired, it was like he, he it's like he was not even a person anymore. You know, yeah. he just he almost just like got he died. Completely... almost like he died. Right? Yeah. It's almost like he died. He got completely uh, well, he removed himself, I guess, you know, from that yeah. life. I'm, I'm thinking he was thinking, well, you know, I don't play anymore, so I don't need to be in the limelight anymore. And you know, like for me, it, so yeah, so he already was just just some legacy. You know, he was just a legend. And but he, he had like, let's say, bigger quote unquote fish to fry because he he was trying to become, become an owner of the team, right? So right. He, so he did buy a team at one point, and then he kind of became a player owner or something with when when he was with the Washington Wizards. And he did, mm-hmm. like, when he came back for the second time, he played, like, two season, two mm-hmm. seasons, and then he retired for good. And, and after that, he was always – he he never wanted to be that guy who was, like, on the on the TV, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, uh, analyst or whatever. He always wanted to be behind the scenes, like, a, either, like, a owner or something. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, but bigger. that's why, yeah. like, in the documentary in The Last Dance, I was really surprised to see how candid – he was and how he was willing to just talk and give his opinion open um, yeah openly like that because yeah. i never saw that i never saw that from michael jordan i see he, he was just that guy that man it's like i didn't even know what his voice sounded like you know but he like, was criticized he was criticized a lot for it right especially when yeah. it comes to some uh, tension in the u.s 
when it mm. comes to a tension like uh, ethnic relations in the USA. And mm. Michael Jordan always kind of tried to stay in the middle, you know? Like, uh, yeah, he didn't want to ruffle any feathers. He's a yeah. businessman. Yeah. I mean, he tried to stay on, stay on a fence, you know, not go too much on one side or the other, try to play it neutral as much as he could. And I remember when, uh, and for me personally, he did a good thing there when I can't remember what it was. Anyways, you know how like uh, uh, some kid got shot or something by cops, and it was all this kind of arguments going back and forth who did what, who was guilty, who wasn't guilty. And usually a lot of people expect Michael Jordan because he's such a like a big athlete and uh, uh, he has a lot well, of he's influence. Influential. <clears throat> he's yeah. influential, yeah. So they were expecting him and uh, to kind of weigh in and give his side, you know, because a, a lot of people were talking about it. And then the one thing he did, he didn't speak like live, but he did write some sort of like a letter or something. And he said he kind of addressed the issue and he kind of said, I, I tried to support both sides. So basically he donated money to a police fund and to another sort of charity that's for the inner city. Yeah, charity. it was the Black Lives Matter versus Blue Lives Matter. Something was, like that. Yeah, was, yeah. So yeah, so you see... He, he didn't want to take the position and say Black Lives Matter. He, and, he wanted to be yeah. kind of like... Uh, he understands both positions and he's yeah. just going to support them the way that he, he and knows for me, how. For me, it's kind of unfair when people criticize him for that because the guy, he, he, I mean, he did so much. I don't want to say he sacrificed a lot, but he, everything he built was pretty much on his own, right? He, he used his talents and his uh, abilities to build his quote-unquote empire, Right. And to build what he got to the why why are you putting empire in quotes like it's it's real no, okay, okay I guess no but I'm saying empire but yeah he like the brand the Jordan brand right yeah so, that's an empire man yeah so he built all that on his own and then kind of expect him to side on one side or another where he knows he he might affect his business or affect whatever he accomplished so far I think it's unfair. To put that well, much pressure I mean, on one guy. I don't have, like, I'm, I'm not going to have a perfect answer or uh, a fully formed opinion on that because uh, I repeat that a lot. I don't live in the United States. I don't really know the tensions. Like, I don't, I don't really know what the people are talking about. Um, but all I know about this is that uh, I think that people know that Michael Jordan is a big influence specifically in the black community mm -hmm. and they just were hoping that he had their backs because mm. black people are never gonna let michael jordan down like they're never gonna mm. turn their backs on him never but um, he gets criticized a lot i i heard a lot of people criticize him and i think that's not yeah. fair especially the younger generation yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I understand because right. like right now everybody has an opinion on like whatever is happening in the world, whatever is happening in society, whatever, you know, next political thing is happening. Everybody has an opinion on that now, right? But also right. you got to understand one thing. Jordan, he was uh, a bridge 
or how can I say, yeah, he, he was kind of filling the gap between different ethnicities in the U.S., especially at that time. Because let's not forget, in the 80s, it was still a divided country, more or less. So uh, when he came, there was a lot, especially in the city of Chicago, there was a lot of like tension. And he was able to kind of bring people together. Well, you know, prowess is, or genius brings, it, it, it's a great unifier, you know. Yeah. The, when you see someone being great and you claim him, you know, the city of Chicago claimed him. Yeah. So, so it's a great unifier, definitely. Because everybody, doesn't matter what's your background in the Chicago, Michael Jordan is like pretty much on top. Yeah. I don't think you can fight another personality or uh, athlete or even I, I think even let's say uh, Barack Obama he was in a documentary too by the way and it was funny when they I think they didn't even mention he was like a president they just said uh, the former Chicago resident yeah but <laughs> that's but, awesome but even, yeah but even Barack you see he's like uh, President Obama he's a fan of his right and uh, even him is, is such a big uh, person he is i mean president of the united states i think if you ask people in the city of chicago who's the the most famous person from chicago i'm pretty sure everybody's gonna go with jordan yeah he's gonna well, be i mean famous like it, it's depending I, like i wouldn't say necessarily famous because I, i would guess that a president is as famous as the greatest athlete like you know Presidents are, are going to have yeah, their yeah. names written in, in history books and stuff, you know. But, but there's many presidents. There's only one Michael Jordan. Definitely. <laughs> I gotta say, like, legacy-wise, I think that Michael Jordan has a big legacy yeah. uh, in, yeah. in front of him, uh, behind him. And I, I think that, like, for me, when I watched the, the documentary, like, I, I was so surprised when I saw the guys like, you know, like Larry Bird, um, And other guys, you know, talking about like, oh, well, he's not seven. He, he's not seven foot. He's not seven foot tall. Like, you know, they were so condescending about his height. And But that like, was the thing. Yeah, that was the, that was the way that the game was played back then. Right. It was like you needed yeah. tall. You needed to be. Yeah, you guy. needed a center because th that was the thing. Back then, you couldn't build a team, especially in the NBA. Yeah. You couldn't build a team around a short like a guard like Jordan at six yeah. six. You had you needed like a big man, seven four. I, I saw I, I saw a piece of paper in that documentary that is written six five. So I'm not sure he's six six. <laughs> yeah, well in the NBA, I mean they, they don't really measure them, you know, they kind of go with whatever they, they maybe they get measured. Says. Yeah, they, they go they maybe get measured once in college and they go by that uh Heights after that, you know, but like let's say last year, this year in the NBA, they actually the league they asked, did, yeah, they asked to 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 measure the, to to give the correct measurements of the players. Yeah, some people really lost some height there. <laughs> they got shorter. <laughs> It's great. Yeah, they got short. It's kind of yeah. crazy. I don't remember which guy we looked at, and we were like, "Oh man, he lost a couple inches." But but that's the thing in the NBA because uh, height is a big thing, right? Yeah. So a lot of these guys to get drafted, they try to maybe add an inch or two. Yeah. Because it looks more impressive being seven feet instead of six ten. Yeah. Or instead of being six three, 
six five. You know, it makes a big difference how how you're uh, perceived. Yeah, and how they're gonna get recruited, or so it's a big difference. So anybody who can, they have tricks, you know. Like let's say they're gonna wear two, three pair of socks, mm. wear shoes with the bigger heels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when they measure them, it's like they add maybe two, three inches. That's crazy. Yeah, I remember just just hearing that and just seeing these big guys, uh, and you know, just repeating like, oh well, you know, he's kind of short and everything. And I'm like, oh my god, they don't know what's coming for like they're not they really <laughs> don't know what's coming. <laughs> yeah, well, you see, it's yeah. easy to afterwards. What do you call it? Uh, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? It's yeah, to... everything's twenty twenty in hindsight. Yeah. Man, they did not know what they were going to be hit with. I, I remember after watching the first episode, I was so fired up. I told you that already. Like, I wanted yeah, to yeah. play basketball. I was like, <laughs> man, let's go play basketball. Even though I, I'm really not good at any sport. But I, I just wanted to play basketball, man. Because after that, huh? Oh, man. I, I wanted to play basketball. Like, I couldn't believe it. I was... Oh, man, I was so inspired by his greatness and by, mm. by his resolve, by his persistence, by his work ethic. Like this guy would not stop. He would not stop. You know, and like he wouldn't yeah. let his team lose. That's crazy. But that's that, that, that's when you when you mix talent with determination. Mm. And then you would get results like that because he had the talent. He was very talented, very athletically, you know. So he was then, very gifted from the gifted. Gift. Yeah, yeah. And then you add to that his determination and like the will to win and not to lose. Mm. And then when you get the results, right? And he worked very hard. Yeah, I was. But really did you see even even like when they were saying he came from his uh, home? Yeah, where where he was so competitive with, with his brothers, you know. So. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, to think, yeah. to think you're like you're so competitive with your brothers that you fight, you end up fighting. You know, that's what he was saying. Like they came to blows. Yeah, mm -hmm. but you see, that's the difference, I guess. With some people, they they live for that moment, like mm. for pressure. You know, they live for. Were moments where it's it's do or die or it's, it's something's on, on the line that they have to uh, perform mm. and some people they don't like that sort of uh, situation right? right they're gonna crack under pressure and for him i think for me anyways when i was watching uh, basketball he was one of the best who, who could just kind of rise in the clutch moments Yeah, where it's time, to, you know, it's do or die, win or go home, and he was one of the guys who could be just okay, take the ball, and then he can just kind of take his game. Yeah, but take his game to another level, you know. Yeah, he creates his opportunities and that yeah. crazy hang time. <laughs> yeah, well, of course it helps, right? When you can uh, glide in the air like him. Yeah, and what was special about him is he had big hands, right? Mm. So he could just kind of palm the ball and keep it in his hands while he's gliding through the air yeah so for him it was like it was unfair basically you know it's like a cheat code in the, in the video <laughs> games <laughs> when you can add like uh, jordan mode yeah jordan mode <laughs> oh man i was so fired up when i watched this like i just love seeing people excel 
as well, did it change your perspective of Jordan in uh, in any way watching this documentary or and no it didn't really change my per- perspective I already knew what he was like I already knew he was great I already knew he was legendary and I already knew that he was kind of like um, cocky about it and that he was mm. uh, that he pushed his um, teammates I already knew that. Mm. I already yeah. knew that he, you know, he came in with that mindset of like winning no matter what. Uh, mm. That that is something that I still got from um, from his legacy, you know, that that kind of like winning, winning regardless of the situation mentality. Yeah. Like, no matter what. Yeah, no matter what. You're, you're mm-hmm. gonna win. We're here to win. And that's it. You're not going to play to lose. Like you're never going to play to lose. Mm, yeah. And that's why I like his attitude. That's why, like I said, Not only is he a good basketball player, but he was also good at <clears throat> kind of pushing everybody else around him. Mm-hmm. And uh, just having, like you said, that attitude where I don't see that, let's say, sort of attitude in somebody like LeBron James. No, no disrespect, <laughs> but he's a great player. But when you see his behavior, his attitude, it seems like when it's, you know, the, the saying, when going gets tough, tough gets going. Mm-hmm. But For him, I feel like as soon as things are not going his way, he's going to kind of quit. You know what I mean? He's just yeah. going to stop. I, I see what you mean. Feeling. But at the same time, yeah. I see what you mean about LeBron James. But the thing is that with LeBron James, I think that he knows that basketball is, well, that that whole NBA machine is a business. Like, he knows it. So he's he's a, sees it more as a business. Yeah, he sees it as a business. And for him, you know, he's looking at his body. His body is his product. And he's looking into, well, of course, investing in his body, taking sure, t- taking care of his body and making sure that he can play for a long time. And yeah. I respect him in that sense. Um, because like when you see for Jordan, like in the end there, when I watched, I, I think it was the second episode where he was talking about Um, or maybe the first episode, like I don't really, they kind of blur it fuzzy in my mind because I watch both. But, you know, yeah. when when he was talking about, oh, no, like I I don't want to be losing. I don't want to not make the playoff. Just yeah, when he was injured at that time when he was second season, yeah. he was injured. Yeah. He was injured and he's like, what are you guys talking about? Not Not doing the playoffs? This is not what I promised. I promised that we were going to make the playoffs. Yeah, because in the because there there was a thing where the doctor it was against doctor's orders, pretty much, right? Yeah, well, against doctor's had... orders. Well, not not just doctor's orders. Like doctor's or, like that's what I I understood from the documentary is that the doctor gave them like, okay, this window of time that he can play on it and blah blah blah, and you know, and, and they give the risks, right? And then, uh what i understand from that is that the 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 whole organization were that they were like okay we're going to be even more careful than what the doctor said because jordan is their investment right so yeah. but that's not how they were he, looking they were looking maybe for uh, 15 years down the road exactly but that's not how he is that's not how, how he's built he, he's just competitive so i think yeah. that's the difference too where lebron when jordan he was about winning right now yeah while lebron like you said he looks kind of, probably more as, in a way of like i want to be the greatest 
So what I have to do down the line to be the greatest basketball player of all time? Yeah. So to, to be the so greatest of I, all time, and even if it doesn't happen right away, um, yeah. into the future so that it happens over time. But then he's gonna also make those moves where, like, if it's not winning in one team, he has no problem going to the next team. Yeah. Where he can be <laughs> surrounded with talent to win. While Jordan, he stayed in Chicago and he was like, "Get me, get me the players." Like you're not gonna I be like. Man, but like I'm putting things in perspective here because I I look at Jordan that went to Chicago, and so he was signed to Chicago in what like '84, isn't that what they say? Um, drafted drafted in 84 so it was 84 85 season yeah. so he was drafted in 84 um what was the first championship that they won what year was it uh it was 1991 so it was how many years maybe seven years afterwards or seven what? years after he was drafted. so 85 86 89 so seven in the seventh season he won his first championship so so after playing with the team for about six seven years that's when he really won that's when they won the first thing that's when they had a strong team to win right um but they had a strong team it's just like you know how to you, win you can't go over okay yeah yeah because the, the the year before the year before there was one team they always had issues with there mm-hmm. was the pistons the detroit pistons and they won the championships in the two seasons before that mm. So the first times they they played, I think they swept them, the Pistons. They beat them like 4-0. Mm. The second time they played, it was 4-3. Mm. So they were there. You know what I mean? It was like one game. So they were getting better so this time. All... Yeah, but they were there. I mean, they were like one game away from going to the final. Yeah. Who knows? They could have won in the 1989-90 season. So, so the Bulls, they were basically knocking at the door. And and getting better, they were, right? Yeah. They were getting better with each season. Yeah, which was not really what we saw with the Cavaliers. But they were good. That's what that's they the were, thing with the Cavaliers. Cavaliers were good, but were they getting better with each season, especially when LeBron left? But that's the thing, because uh, uh, when he left, of course, he was a big he was a big part of the team. But but right before he left, when he right before he left but when but when he left they lost also a game uh, seven in the co- conference finals. That's the year that he left so, that they they lost in game seven. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they were pretty much so that's the so problem. they were really they were as well knocking on the door. Well, that's the thing because he didn't really. If you look at his team, he didn't really have like a, like a Pippen type of player. Yeah. You know, it was a good team, good, solid. You know, sometimes a solid team is probably better than just a bunch of like uh, very good players, but they can't play with the Raptors. Yeah, yeah, or uh, even you can see the Mavs the the year they Mm -hmm. beat the 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 Miami Heat in two thousand two thousand eleven. They only had one All Star in the Nowitzki, right? Everybody else was kind of like a role player, Mm -hmm. but they still beat them in the finals. But yeah, so LeBron he left. In, I think it was 2010 season or nine, 10. I think it was 2010. Mm. That's the year he left. But that team was pretty good. They had the best record in the league, the, the Cavaliers. Mm. And they were able to uh, get to conference finals. And they lost in game seven. So he left, so he left they, a good team. So they needed, yeah, they needed maybe another piece, maybe get a trade next season, you know. But he didn't want to wait for that. He wanted to go to another team 
get another very good player. Well, maybe the Cavaliers didn't have and, the budget to, to get another piece. But they could have. I mean, but also the issue with that team was, you see now we're talking about LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> but the issue with that team was LeBron was pretty much kind of pulling the strings. You know, he was kind of, whatever he said, the GM would do it. Like Michael you Jordan? <laughs> Well, I guess. Well, you see, well, the, the difference is you saw that guy that Jerry, uh, can't remember his last name, well, GM for the, the Bulls yeah. in that he, uh, those years. He was pretty, like, stubborn, you know, yeah. and he had his own kind of... But I'm thinking that if, so, if, if their GM was not that stubborn, I think Michael... You're talking about the, the, the Bulls? Yeah. If their GM was not that stubborn, maybe they would have had more years with Jordan. What do you... Another year? Like after the, the, the last quote-unquote yeah. Um Yeah, probably it was because he had... Because that, that was a lot of issues. Because me, honestly, when I was watching basketball, it was before the net, right? I didn't go to all the internet and like read all the rumors and whatever. Yeah. So I didn't know how bad the, the, the situation was. Yeah. Within the, the, that last season, I mean, the, the, they literally told the coach not coming back. Imagine working under those conditions, like during the season, you being told not you're not coming back. Yeah, this is your last year. Then the Pippen too, the issues yeah. with Pippen and Pippen. I felt for me, Pippen was probably one of my favorite players after Jordan, mm. but I find he was very very unprofessional the way he handled the situation. Mm. What do you think about that? I mean, it's really it's really hard to, to evaluate that right now because, of course, you know, no, but just he was, from what from what you from, from what you saw from, in the documentary. In the, the document, fact, like of course, in the documentary, they're trying to uh, they have their point of view. Okay, they have their their point of yeah. view that that they're giving you. And right after I watched that that. Uh, Uh, right after I watched it, I remember I called you and I told you, oh my gosh, like they were, they were really taking advantage of, of Pippen, right? Like he, he was a deal. Like that was, that was a huge deal that um, the organization was able to, to sign him for so many years. But he wasn't taking advantage. And, I mean, like he signed yeah, a contract. Yeah, you right? asked me how, like, are you going to let me finish? <laughs> <laughs> so you know like right away i was like man am i am i am i mansplaining <laughs> anyway so right right from the get-go which i think how that this is how people who made the documentary wanted you to feel is that um they were really taking advantage of pippin but then when i talked to you about that you were like well let's make a comparison and like we went and we saw like how much he was paid throughout the years and we saw you know the first contract that he signed which was really not paid well enough but you know it was the first one that he signed and he felt like he needed to sign it because he needed to provide for his family right and then we looked at Jordan well Jordan same thing kind of happened to him like he was signed below his value and then when when his contract was over then he was able to really like my god like his his um his salary became 10 times what it was right yeah. but he had already yeah, won right. championships when his salary became 10 times what it was 
Yeah, but that's the thing, though, because that's uh, when you sign the contract. And for me, like, if I was younger, I would, let's say, side with the player. Mm. But right now, I, I mean, you sign a contract, you sign a contract. You have, you have to honor your contract. But for me, just his attitude was, because I didn't, and he, him too, he admitted, like, he purposely delayed the, uh, the operation. Yeah. He didn't want to get it during summer. He waited for the beginning of the season yeah. to get the operation. So for me, I felt it was kind of unprofessional on his part. Mm. I get you having issues with the, uh, with the management, but, I mean, you got to be was, professional. It was definitely right? unprofessional. And, I mean, we're talking about and millions of dollars the, here. So you're still paying millions of dollars to play basketball. And especially afterwards, when he was attacking his general yeah, manager, and disrespecting attacked. him in front, yeah. Of, yeah, in front of everybody. I, I don't know. I think he, he was out of line. And, it was definitely uh, like that. That was definitely a part in a documentary where I was like, "Oh, uh, that's not cool." Yes, he acted really unprofessionally, and it was like you know, everybody was kind of made to feel like he was taken advantage of, and that was basically what was what caused his anger, you know, because he, he was taken advantage of. Um, but we also have to look at where he was in his career um, and, and how, like, would he even be able to, to, to like, how can I say that? To, to negotiate his salary the same way that uh, Michael Jordan did, you know? Because, well, I mean, Jordan was on, on another level, right? Yeah, he was on another <laughs> level. But at the same time, the documentary starts and Jordan is like, you can't talk about Michael Jordan without talking about Scottie Pippen. So it's like Jordan recognizes the value of Pippen. I understand that the value of Pippen was not the same in the organization, perhaps, because he was not the most yeah. popular player. But it wasn't, it wasn't, because yeah, they signed yeah. him, right? That was the thing, because they signed him before he blew yeah. up. He, they signed him before he became this all-star player, right. you know, and unfortunately that's how it is. He signed that long contract for, I think, seven years. Yeah. And uh, that was very he was stuck. Yeah. And he was stuck in that position, situation, right? And uh, He was stuck in a losing I situation, mean, but instead of doing like Michael Jordan, who toughed up, who toughened up, you know, like Michael Jordan also spent seven years, I think, uh, with a salary of three point something million, right? And then... Well, it was less than that before, but I mean, it depends how long was the contract. I don't remember. His contract, I don't remember. How Pippen was seven but years. I, I do right? remember so. that Michael Jordan. We saw one year his salary was three point something, and then the next year it was thirty six million. Yeah, because he because his contract was probably exactly over at that so, time. and and that was like I think that was in ninety three or something like that. So like, you look into that and you're like, okay, yeah, you know, he waited until his first contract that he had signed was over and then he negotiated my friend because yeah. well that's it especially at that time around that 95 96 mm. season because i think uh, they had a new because you know like the the, the league and um, the union players union they have this sort of negotiation or um, mm-hmm. agreements so it was a new uh, they call it cba i guess collective bargaining mm. agreement so I remember at that time everybody was signing crazy contracts. Mm. Like I think at that time uh, Shaquille O'Neal he signed like a contract for three hundred uh, one twenty million for let's say five six years or something. Mm. At that time, imagine that. 
Yeah, yeah, it was huge. Everybody was even the players who were not so good. They were able to get good contract. Yeah. So yeah, but Pippen was stuck with his old contract, and he had to wait until the end, until the end of the '98 season to get, get a, a new contract. contract with another team. You don't have. You he could have stayed with. He could have stayed with the Bulls, but that's yeah, it was over. It was yeah too much. <laughs> the damage, damage was, was done. done. Yeah. So All right. yeah, but you like I know I know that you were like when we first started talking about Pippen and. That's like the first thing I told you on the phone. I was like, oh, man, he, he was taking so advantage of. And you were like, boo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I get it more. Like, honestly, before, when I was younger, I would always, let's say, side with the players, mm. right? And, but the, the older you get, the older you kind of understand that it's a business. Mm. You sign a contract and you have to honor your contract. Mm. And sometimes, unfortunately, you, you're on a losing end of a contract. Sometimes you're on a winning end, you know. So it, let's say if you sign a big contract, but you clearly not performing or you're underperforming the value of your contract, are you going to give the money back? No. <laughs> of course, you're not, right? You're going to keep the money because you signed a contract. So the same way, It goes both ways, right? It's a double-edged sword. So you sign a bad contract, and unfortunately, you yeah, gotta wait. They're until so you... young, though. Like that's the reason why I'm like, I understand what you're saying, but you know, like they they sign these men when these boys when they're like eighteen, nineteen, twenty. It's they're young, you know. Yeah, but they still make more than a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, of course they like, make more. They, they are in that one percent. Yes, definitely. But sometimes. Like they don't understand. They they don't like for Pippen, like especially what he was saying at that time. You can see that for him, like he comes from a, a household with 12 kids, right? So you can see that for yeah. him, it was like, oh my gosh, uh, I'm doing all that money. Let's just sign that right away. You know, he didn't he didn't even stop to think about like what it really meant in terms of his value. He didn't stop to think about that. He was just. But at the same money. time. For for me, at the same time, if you think about it, if you look at the bigger picture, you're getting paid to play a, essentially a, a kid's game, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, so for me, making millions to play a kid's game, it's already yeah. a win. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you should be grateful or to be able to make, you know, like millions playing that game instead of having like a real job. Well, I mean, it's still a real job. Yes. Come on. It is a real, I mean, in a way, it's a real job. Uh, yes, you're getting paid and all, but... Uh, but people who play basketball uh, are really, like, people who professionally play basketball are really passionate about basketball, and it's probably their dream job, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, it is. Yes, it is. And, like, I mean, just possibility, I mean, to, to get paid millions to play a, a, a game that you like. That you love. What, what, a game that what you can love. Be better? Yeah. So what can be yeah. better? Than yeah, that? like it's it's really a minority of people who get to have their dream job, and I can say that basketball yeah. players, well, anybody really doing things like that professionally, it's their dream job, you know. So, yeah, I mean, sometimes you you see it too. Like like I said, some guys who sign a big contract and then they don't mm -hmm. play that well. Uh, you, you can pretty much say that those guys maybe they didn't have that 
that much love for the game, you know. They did, they like it, it pays the bills, but but then you see kind of they just kind of, they just show up, do their minimum and Oh, go that's home, brushing you know? it with a wide brush there. <laughs> well, it's one man's opinion. Yeah, I guess opinion. so. Yeah, it's one man's opinion. And when your name and when your name is the brain, your opinion is worth something. Because, I mean, honestly, like, uh, sometimes it's just it's just harder than than what you anticipated. And, uh, you know, the level I, I, I love that quote in the documentary, like where uh, there's a, a journalist who comes to Michael Jordan and he asks him, like, oh, so how did you find the transition from college to the NBA? And he's just there like, oh, well, it's quite easy. And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes yeah. they have a shock, you know, uh, players that come from playing in or whatever, playing college, and now they're playing in the NBA for the first time. You know, it's a shock. It's an adjustment. And and then you have this beast, this other beast that's like, ah, well, it's kind of it's kind of easy because he came in in a, in a team where from the get go, he was the best player. That's crazy. Yeah, no, but at the same time, you had a lot. Of, I mean, me when I was watching that, there was one of the players, and his heyday at his prime, he was one of the best players mm -hmm. in the league. But by the time he was with the, the Bulls, he was already kind of, you know what I mean, in, on his maybe last season. It's his name is uh, uh, Iceman, Iceman uh, George uh, mm -hmm. Gerben. So his nickname was the Iceman. He was like famous for mm -hmm. his finger rolls, yeah, yeah. you know, like layups. So he was able to kind of just float it over the defender. But uh, he was like one of the best players. And uh, by the near the end of his career, he ended up on mm -hmm. that Bulls team, which was, wasn't wasn't right. very good, right? And imagine him like, seeing this kid, and you used to be one of the best players, and then you see this kid who's going to take over, right? So are you going to let him take over? Are you going to impose your will? You know what I mean? Like, and be like, no, well, this is still my team, kid. I don't know. Don't you think you're going to just... I, I see what you mean. But in the documentary, what I saw, which was pretty stark contrast, is that Michael Jordan, like, he would say it himself, you know, um, he's the last one to come on the team. He's at the bottom of the totem pole. That's what he said. Right. Yeah. And so I do think that he waited. Michael Jordan kind of waited until he could show you that he was better than you. Right. Um, he wasn't making noise like when you can as a rookie. Right. You can't really be take over the locker room verbally. You have to yeah, kind of show so, it on. So I, I kind of feel that. Yeah, definitely. He play. did that. You know, he showed people that he showed them he was the best. And. But Scottie Pippen, on the other hand, like I, I saw that uh, little footage there where he was really like he was very confident in his game. And even as a rookie, you know, he came in like talking smack, it seems, you know. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was funny how. But even then, you see how Pippen, he didn't even play mm -hmm. his first year right in college or something. He was like a yeah. manager. You know, like he was a almost like a ball boy. And then he, what happened? Like he said, few guys, they didn't make a team because of the yeah. academic standing yeah. or something like they could. So the, he kind of, he was able to convince the, the coach yeah. to let him on the team. 
and then he started playing and then he grew like seven yeah. six inches or something and he became so it was i mean even for him like he he wasn't this sort of athlete like lebron james who 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 was going to be in the nba at one point mm-hmm. and it's obvious for him it was struggle too you know it wasn't no it was definitely a struggle but that like that's the reason why i find it so ironic that when he came in he was so he was it, so right? yeah he was so like cocky and he was so like And you saw it like in the footage, you saw that that older player in the footage kind of like, you know, making fun of him and everything and like hitting him and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Charles. Uh, Char- Charles yeah, because yeah. like he was talking smack, you know, that that rookie coming in and like being kind of disrespectful to older players. Right. Yeah, yeah you have to you have to teach him. Uh, <laughs> some I was like, what the heck is this? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, it's hazing, right? All the rookies they get, uh, they get their fair share, you know. Like when they make make it to the league, the the the. the I I remember um, after I watched that, and uh, you know, Michael Jordan, he said, kind of laughing a little bit, that he had a eighteen months hiatus, and um, and that was his uh, retirement, first retirement in '93, wasn't it? Yeah in 93, 93 right yeah. and uh i remember i i i was making a little bit of research on that first retirement just to to see like if we could talk about something and um i i remember that you spoke to me about that already that people were not really convinced that it was really a retirement but it was more like uh he had gambling issues maybe and Yeah, well, I was gonna also br- bring it up. Good that you did it right now, because yeah, even now on on, uh, on the um, online, I see a lot of people. Because th- basically, what they're saying is how this is whitewashed, mm. this documentary, and how it's just portraying Jordan mm. in a good way. How they're not gonna touch his maybe his uh, uh, some bad things mm. during his career, you know some questionable stuff he maybe did or mm. he didn't do and they also say how maybe he dodged the bullets because he didn't play during the time with social media well, yeah. where where you can pretty much take a picture of him where wherever he yeah. was and then you know so yeah so basically uh, a lot of people say that he left the league at that time because he there was a lot of drama yeah. surrounding him And even they say that his father mm. got killed. And one of the reasons was him gambling and maybe getting too deep into debts or gambling. And that's one of the reasons he was betting maybe on the sports too. So like on NBA like games, you know, yeah. you're not supposed to do that when you, you bet on your own sport, on yeah. your own uh, team. So, so yeah, so there was a lot of conspiracies. Yeah, like people, I, I remember when I typed that in, uh, first retirement, and the first thing, the first link that came out was, was his 93 retirement, a disguised suspension. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, a lot of people there, I mean, listen, it could be true, you never know, because he did, they, they, they did say like there was one, moment or instance where he went 
like before the game, playoff game, he went to uh, I think it was against the New Jersey mm-hmm. Nets or the Knicks. He went to gamble in New Jersey mm-hmm. uh, casinos, right? So he went to gamble the day during like the night before the game. So he went to gamble. He went to sleep mm-hmm. super late, and then he came back to play. Mm-hmm. And he was, you know what I mean? Or that there was one game, uh, the flu game. They call it the flu game. Uh, I think it was ninety mm-hmm. seven season in the finals. They call it the flu game, but in reality, some people say it was actually him. He was partying mm. the night before, and he was he was just yeah. a hangover. <laughs> so it was more of a hangover game than a flu game. But I mean, it's people like to talk, and especially now, for some reason, a lot of people nowadays they they just like to be contrary contrarians, you know. So as uh, if everybody likes somebody, they find a way yeah. to discredit him, you know. But I do. I do believe so, that a lot of um, professional athletes at that time, uh, perhaps yes, got got by kind of scot free uh, because there wasn't no. uh, social media. It wasn't uh, invasive in a way that it is now, and there were a lot of things that you could do to yeah. to you know to to do some damage control, like you know. So yeah, yeah. I, I do. Especially yeah. before, uh, even before, let's say now, if you, if you ever have an interaction with a, the, uh, another lady, another woman, and she can uh, pursue you or something, you know, and accuse you of wrongdoing, and we're going to yeah. take it seriously. Before, I don't think... No, it, it wasn't far, like, you know, it was about, it was about your, your rank, <laughs> kind of like in society, you know? Yeah. And, you know, yeah, young women wouldn't come forward whether it was true or whatever but like they wouldn't come forward because they knew they had no chance of like getting anything out of that and um and so you know yeah you look at that and and he he they they brushed a little bit on that subject but then again yes he was portrayed as the as the good kid who didn't do anything you know yeah yeah well even then even then uh, because there was one uh, piece one scene where he's like uh, when he I think he was they were mm-hmm. in a hotel the entire team and he, yeah, he knocked that's on the, the one door that I was getting. he got in and yeah and then he saw he said the lines here the smoke mm-hmm. over there the women over there but he said he himself he was all about basketball so he wasn't yeah. focused on these things so I mean is yeah, it really like, true he says, or not yeah I mean, he says what he wants to say not, at this point yeah and there was a pro- issue, especially in the 80s. A lot of uh, athletes, they mm. did uh, these drugs. And there was few mm. NBA players, actually, who died. Like, uh, there was one guy who died mm. uh, of uh, OD. He got drafted. So he was a rookie. And he was believed mm. to be probably next Jordan. Or he was going to be that maybe next player, you know. And uh, he died. He was drafted by the Celtics. And on his... Uh, that draft basically when he got drafted the later on during the night he OD'd on a it was celebration so, that went too far so yeah yeah and in the 80s it was I guess people apparently was knew how name? to party right so uh, his name was uh, let me see Lance uh, mm-hmm. Lance Bias I think 
I would have to. Mm. I can't remember now. That is that's, blank, that's yeah. sad. <laughs> that is sad. Yeah. But yeah, but definitely, it's it's something that I uh, I always look into, uh, like social media. What social media bringing today? Uh, how it would have been back then? You know, how much more compromising some situations would have been back then? And you know, so what they what they're showing us in the documentary yeah. right but, now, we know, probably would have known more. But that's a thing too, right? Because when, um, you know how they say when you, when you meet your heroes is when you are, or you get disappointed or something like that. That's the, the quote. You get us, you, you, you don't meet you're your disappointed idol. when you meet your idols or something. Yeah. So, but for, see, if, yeah, but for Jordan, it was like, you couldn't really yeah. meet him, right? Because he was, he, like you said, he, he wasn't accessible. And, uh, but like you hear those stories, even like there was once, I think you can find it on YouTube, uh, Cash, Cash Millionaire, Millionaire. The, the rapper. Chameleon. Cash Millionaire. Uh, <laughs> Chameleonaire, sorry, my bad. You see, guys, that, <laughs> I'm horrible. Chameleonaire, yeah. So he, he was saying how once he met no. Jordan. I don't know if you saw ever saw that video. Oh, you didn't. So basically, he said how once there was some sort of an event, and he met Jordan for the first time, you know. And he, th- of course, this is his side of the story, right? So, so he just came in. He, there was an auction, I think. There was an auction of Jordan jerseys, and he was a big fan. And uh, he just mm-hmm. bought, I think, a few jerseys of uh, Michael Jordan. And he just came, and he kind of interrupted, I guess. Uh, Jordan was with, with somebody and he kind of came in and he was like, oh, hi, sorry to bother you guys. I'm a big fan. Just letting you know. I'm just wondering if you can sign this for me. I just bought him. Can you just sign it for me? And then mm-hmm. Jordan was so mm-hmm. mean to him and like uh, rude. And he, kind of, he basically just told, mm-hmm. told him to uh, get away, you know. Yeah, get lost. You know, let's say was why in a kind of more... Uh, he he wasn't uh, he, let's say he was using uh, Kasimov basically right so uh, and the guy was surprised you know and he was saying how he couldn't believe it you know because he was such a big fan of Jordan and he just told him to you know to get lost and then there was I think another NBA player he kind of put a pull him on the side and he told yeah. him listen he's like that you know but now so, that you're saying it I feel like I remember don't, that story uh, and I feel it. like I remember thinking that, well, not being surprised. I remember thinking that I'm not surprised if Jordan is really that way. Like, mm. I, I remember just being like, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> like, to me, it was not it was not a surprise that Michael Jordan was rude and mean. <laughs> But I yeah. only have the millionaire side of the story. So I'm so. A- Yeah. yeah that's his side yeah and at the same time i mean every time you see jordan interact in public he was always kind of, that was one thing about him he was always kind of poised and in you know yeah, he, he wouldn't control. get too excited or you know what i mean like he was always in, in control but yeah, but so. you can still sense like you can sense the cockiness you can sense Then he can go, he can go off like he can pretty much. And you, act yeah, you're below him. You're like below you can. Him and... 
And I, I that's also and something he, that I yeah. that I kind of saw. I saw hints of that in the documentary where especially when, with the when he was younger, with the footage mm-hmm. when he was younger, but like where he would make fun of people for their height. He was making fun of his GM mm. for his height. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, guys like that. I remember in yeah, high school, yeah, yeah. I hated guys like that. You know, uh, I was like, why, why are you making fun I of that see. person? Like, why, why are you being like that? Just like the popular kid who, who's just mean to someone who has no, who, who's, who does, who's never going to be mean to you, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Picking just on picking an easy on target, a, and I kind of saw it. Though. I kind of saw a little yeah. bit in the footage, and it kind of confirmed. It, it basically confirmed a, a kind of aura that I saw around him. But do, do you feel like uh, in that documentary they try to portray Jordan in a good way, and maybe even Pippen and the other guy come pretty much to excuse? I do. Their I I think behavior. so. I think so. I think they're trying to, to put the player. Portray the other guy. Yeah, yeah, not not that he was mean, mean because whatever, no, not not even that. It's just it. that he was the architect of his own demise. This is what I get from. Yes, the GM oh, was the, the architect guy, of GM. his own demise, yeah. and you, they say it a lot. Like he couldn't get out of his own way. I don't remember who said that, but it it's a it's a quote that I get from that documentary. Yeah. When, Or they would say something like, uh, in privately, like, he, he was he a couldn't... nice person, but Well, it's just he couldn't get out of his own he way. He had that small guy complex. You know, like, they were saying things just to say yeah, that yeah, yeah. himself was a very troubled person. And that although he was, he, he was great at his job, he didn't know when to quit. And... And so, yeah, so I think they're trying to portray him as the architect of his own demise and that the players were not necessarily, well, not necessarily Vic- victims or victims. right, but just that the players, it was, it was normal for the players to feel the way that they felt and to players, yeah, justify just, the justify players' uh, behavior towards him. And that's what I see. Nice. That's what I get from the documentary. Yeah. yeah perhaps we'll see. I mean, only two we'll episodes, we'll and I think it's, it's an eight-parter, so right? we have so a we'll long way to go. Still. Um, yeah, we'll see if they. Maybe they will. Maybe like the honestly, I think that they yeah. will because the way that Jordan says that in the beginning, that you know, I had an 18 months hiatus and kind of smirking about it. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna talk about it. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, they, because he was known. I mean, it was known for him to yeah. to be a like, likes to bet. You know, like every time he would bet something, there was stories how like he would uh, lose a game and really get upset and practice, practice, yeah. practice, like until uh, he gets really good. Like, oh. and, yeah, uh, they they yeah. were saying that and about golf. Like, yeah, golf. Uh, yeah, I played golf with him. Like, there there was one of the games I think in the playoffs, uh, the year that they almost didn't make the playoffs, and I think it was the second game where he went oh, off yeah, yeah, yeah. against the Celtics. Yeah. 
and that he played with one of the players. He played golf with one of the players the day before or something like that. And and the guy is like, yeah, I took I took a little bit of his money. So, you know, he was gambling on his. uh, Yeah. Yeah, but I was surprised. I was surprised that he was uh, <laughs> socializing with it's a business, players. Man. That was kind of weird. No, but because at that time, that's the thing, the, the difference between today and before. Before, they almost were That's your perspective, They respected each other, but you don't... But it was for the most, because I know even like when they talk about those great rivalries, rivalries between uh, Lakers and the Celtics, and they said they literally hated each I definitely other. understand they what you're saying, but other, it's but still your perspective, hate. though. And because yeah. to me, this little insight that we had, it's it kind of shows that, nah, like, some of them were actually friends, you know? So, but I just, and it's not because, and, and you know, you can even imagine, like, people getting traded. So because the guy gets traded, all of a sudden, he's not going to be your friend anymore. Like, that's impossible. So, but I mean, uh, sometimes you have a yeah, you're, you're pissed at the organization. You're not going to be pissed so. at, at the the guys that you shared like so many emotions with and that you got friends. But but that's the thing though, because then the, it's going to look bad on. Let's if you stay friends with one guy, but the other guys they they might see it as like hey why are you still talking to him you know like with, I don't I don't know I don't think teams. so so I mean I don't know anyway on that note we have two more episodes coming in I think on Monday today is wow. uh, April 25th uh and I think wow. that two episodes are are being uploaded on April 25th. so oh, we're going to yeah, see episode okay. 3 and 4 Great. uh being uploaded okay. on Monday and you you may put so that in put your that notifications. notifications. Uh, we might talk about that again next week. We'll see. Um, but hopefully you guys liked uh, today's episode. Uh, we can talk. Oh, that was a good... Uh, th- yeah, that oh, went by pretty quickly. We, no, we've no, been talking quick, for an hour already. So, um, yeah. yeah, do you have any, any last words or... Uh... Final thoughts? Well, it was... Uh... For me, I mean, I enjoyed the documentary. It was uh, it was interesting to see, especially behind the scenes. And I, do, by the way, do you like it when they go like back and forth? How like they, they were talking about that first year, then they go back to '97. In the beginning, it was kind of confusing, and... and it kind of got on my nerves a little bit because okay, I, I there are two things that I wanted to know right away. Okay, okay, okay. I understand that they need to do that to build mm-hmm. a few things and also to explain. The mindset and everything, yeah. I guess. Because, yeah, it was because I thought it was they, was, they were going to go like all the way back and then build it up to 97. But they just did the first season. So I was like, okay, they, they're just going to do the first season. That's weird. Mm-hmm. But then they go back and do the second season. I, I think in a oh, second man, episode, I I, as I said, it's a bit season. blurry because I watched them back to back, so I don't even know which is the second. Yeah, I don't know which one is first or second. Have time to uh, <laughs> process it. Yeah, I enjoy, I enjoy the the you style. Them, it's right? nice the, cinematography. The uh, uh, very uh, very nice, and I think that with the um, the interviews, like today's interviews, it seems like they were able to go pretty deep still, you know, and get some. 
uh, really honest uh, opinions from people. Um, so yeah, they did a like a great job. Like uh, for yeah. me, like it it looks like the person who researched and directed whatever it is, like this person really really likes basketball and you can see it. He really loves, it has a love of the game, a love of Jordan. But is it, it's it said, is. Uh, is it really like a Netflix, it is a Netflix special? Uh, so it's special, original, but in, uh, oh, I guess partners is ESPN. But uh, yeah, it's yeah, ESPN. Yeah. Well, well Netflix has been doing, doing it for a while. Job, I gotta say. Yeah. Well, anyways, I mean, uh, this because one, you love basketball, credit for this one, that's for sure. But, but I mean, it was a good documentary. What like I like basketball. You like well. it too. There I go. Oh, there you go. Um, do we? Do, do we have like uh, <laughs> just outro? like last time? We don't have an outro. <laughs> That's all. No, so that's yeah. it. So just pretty much uh, repeat <laughs> repeat uh, outro from last year, uh, last week. Um, so for everybody still listening, this was the main. Uh, see you next week. This is the brain. That is a wrap. Talk to you next week.